Hi, Greg. Hey, Ron. How's it going? So, so yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here uh, with the wife, and we're watching Norsemen. I don't know if you've okay. watched that. If you haven't, you should watch it. It's funny as hell. Norsemen. Um, okay. Norsemen. Uh, but they're so they get into this situation, right? And I won't, I won't, uh, spoil everything for you, but they get into this situation where, you know, you've got the chieftain and then he's got his ex-wife that he tried to kick out and he's got, uh, the lady that's pregnant with his baby and then the girl that he wants to marry. Right. They get into this situation and I ask myself, I ask my wife, I say, who's my favorite wife? you know, as part of it. And, and she says, Ron, without skipping a beat. <laughs> no beat required there. Like, Just, of course. Ron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what being a heterosexual life mate will do to you. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. There's that. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's that's a bit of a weird situation, though, because I think we're both silent, Bob. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, let's face it. I am a pair of jorts and a trench coat away from being silent, Bob. <laughs> well, and the backwards baseball cap. Um, I, I, I don't know if in the entire time of knowing you, if I have ever seen you wear a baseball cap, let alone one <laughs> that's on backwards. Like, I just don't, I, I don't think that that, uh, that's ever happened. So, uh, I, I think, I think that it's definitely very situational in that, um, depending upon where we are uh or who we might be with or you know i mean again we're we're talking about in the in the before times when we actually could be places with people um instead of locked inside these cages in our house not being able to go anywhere but uh, see i miss places but i don't miss people and and i don't either i i really don't uh you know, luckily we didn't, I, I mean, you and I were never really, uh, to that, uh, interacted and co-mingled with a lot of people. Um, the, the most that I have in the last, oh, Jesus, how old I am? I mean, 18 years, right. Has been pretty much the people that I work with, um, a couple of yeah. close friends that I'll see. Um, but for the most part, uh, there was no reason to go and do a, a bunch of mingling. And, and I chalk most of that up to, uh, turning 21 because the most co-mingling outside of work that I did with people was, pre-21 and it was because i wasn't old enough to go out somewhere and get a drink 
And so I would I would go to places that would have alcohol. Uh, you know, primarily, I don't want to say parties because I I was not a party guy, right? But like get-togethers, right? People that you knew, you knew there was going to be beer there or alcohol in general, and that that's usually where I would end up. Hey, you turned twenty-one, and you were like, "Fuck it, there's the liquor star." Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on and we had you know, those people that would, would get us alcohol when we weren't yet 21. And so there was plenty of times that my roommate and I, that, that I lived with during those years that we would just stay in. Right. And we had, um, uh, what was it? We had a foosball table in our apartment and we had grand theft auto and like, we would just, we'd hang in. Right. But once we ran out of alcohol, if there wasn't anybody that was immediately available to go pick something up for us, it was like, okay, who's got the alcohol? Let's go over to their place. Let's go mingle with them, right? So, I mean, you just, you, you do what you got to do. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back on it, I can't imagine braving people, like dealing with people for alcohol. No, but. And I love alcohol. <laughs> It, it, I mean, it's it's just so weird, though, to think back to it, not only from a, a COVID perspective, right, and just hanging out with people in general, but just from a fact that, that like, that, that's a thing here in America, right? Because you have, we have to have the drinking age set at 21. So, of course, what do you have to do? You have to find a way to be able to drink underage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't. I, I'm sure as shit not going through life sober now, and I definitely oh wasn't back then either. <laughs> no, there's no way. I, well, especially not now. I mean, Mm-mm. I, nope. I, you know, this this Rona takes off, right? And here we are, uh, stuck in our houses, and not not that I like people now or liked people before but you know now it's a situation where uh i'm stuck here but i gotta i gotta say i mean i've i've binge watched all the netflix that's worth binge watching at this point (laughs) you know we're 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 so far into this like i mean norseman is one of those that i i picked up and i uh you know, uh, just recently got into and I've binged it and now I'm almost out of it. Like, uh, there's, there's nothing left. There's no, and there, and there's nothing coming because no one can film anything because, uh, you know, everyone's going to die of coronavirus because Donald Trump won't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but un- unfortunately he's not one of the ones that's going to die. which is the worst part about it no so i got it so now because of that fucking greased up douche monkey i've got to sit here and not have anything to binge watch Mm -hmm. we're out of you know uh um i mean at, at this point what did we we just ended uh uh the boys just ended um you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. which i want to talk to you about like, tonight 
Yeah. This is this is like the the furthest end, right, of of what was in the hopper. Uh-huh. And and now like we've got nothing. And so I mean, I don't know about you, right? But I've been turning to a lot of uh well, what's on YouTube? What's on uh, you know, go go check. Let's let's figure out what Twitch is all about, you know? Yeah. Let's let's go check that out. Let's uh you know, and, and you go down some really strange rabbit holes there, right? But yeah. then that gets me to to thinking about what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and by what we do, I mean making, a, a, like, let's face it, a D-grade podcast at best, right? <laughs> at best. Um, but when, when you compare that to these other styles of media that are out there, um, it's, it's interesting to contrast the, the feedback and, and the, um, well, A, the amount of feedback, but B, the, um, instantaneousness of that feedback, right? The speed of the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when you're, when you're watching something like Twitch, right? Like you've got the live chat and like you can interact right there and there's feedback right at that moment. Right. Right. Um, and, and with something like, uh, like YouTube, right. Uh, there's always, there's a comment section and whatever, and you can go back and check it and there's feedback on, on what's going on. Um, and with podcasts, there's, there's no feedback. There's no, um, outlet, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, and, it's and, certainly and, not instantaneous. That's for sure. Right. Uh, if anybody, if anybody followed us, at eat a bag podcast and and commented to us you know i I suppose we would have to be active with it as well but there there is they they could they could you know we we could be responsible right and we could set up say i don't know eat a bag podcast on twitter or uh you know an eat a bag podcast subreddit where they could give us uh feedback but Mm -hmm. or a discord channel or a patreon or but, you know. but I've got to say that all of that sounds way, way too responsible. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like too much work. Yeah, especially for two guys like us. Right. So instead, uh, what, what I've also realized is that uh, with a podcast, you can't tell people to go smash the like button. <laughs> uh, you know, or, or subscribe or, or comment. Right. Um, so make ins- sure to like and subscribe instead of going to our Twitter or our subreddit or our discord channel or any of the other, uh, outlets that, uh, someone dumb enough to listen to this might go to. Yeah. Like eat a bag podcast I- at gmail.com. What I think that they should do is they should instead go on YouTube and because we don't have a presence on YouTube, um, but we want that feedback, what they should do is go to Joe Rogan's uh, Twitter page or Uh his YouTube YouTube. page. And then what I want you to do is leave your comments in the comment section for his newest video and just be sure to comment eat a bag of dicks yes okay yep i like i like where that's going 
That's, Absolutely. that's, I think, the best way for anyone who might be listening to us to communicate with us is to go to Joe Rogan's YouTube and comment on his latest video, Eat a Bag of Dicks. And then we will know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yep. I, I love that idea. I, I think it is – it's uh... – it's uh, forward thinking. Uh, I mean, potentially groundbreaking in some ways as as a form of viral advertising. It's great. It's great. I love it. Right. I. You know, we we don't need a presence on on YouTube. We just <laughs> we'll, we'll just co opt his. He's got enough presence everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. That it's. Uh, I mean, I I think at this point, <clears throat> what we should probably do is is we should give who whomever is listening time to to go over there. So we'll just we'll we'll take a quick pause and we'll come right back. Okay, we're back. So you better have done that now. Um... Oh oh, and we forgot to mention that uh, that this uh episode of the modern rogue is brought to you by uh whatever stupid thing they're hawking on youtube now <laughs> yeah i told you i told you i've been like too much it's it's and it's zapping my brain but at the same time uh i like it mm-hmm. um because there's, you know, there's, there's that instant feedback, there's the communication with the audience, but also, um, like at this point where we're at, right. My, my choices are, let's face it, uh, watch things on YouTube or suck it up and watch big brother. And I'm just not going to fucking do that. No, no, that like there's no way that I'm watching reality TV even if YouTube arguably is the most reality of reality TV, there's no way that I'm watching, uh, you know, The Apprentice or any of that shit. Yeah, I was. Like, I was, I was just gonna going to say. I was just going to say the only, the only reason that uh, I I might put uh, an episode of Big Brother on is is if my only two choices are that or The Apprentice. Uh, but but even in that case, uh, I would probably be willing to either take a you know a rusty spoon to the eye socket, um, or you know take a power drill through uh, the side of my temple uh, and just get it over with. Uh, because I no. oh if I was if, if my choices were Big Brother or The Apprentice. I would shoot myself in the dick so I could pass out from the pain and hopefully die a blood loss. Ah, <laughs> oh, we could only hope, uh, you know, if that was it. And I, I mean, I, I've, I've been the guy screaming uh, since day one that reality TV was going to ruin this country, and oh. fucked if I wasn't right. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm it saying is... that right now. I don't, you know, I'm not right about a lot of things. I mean, you know me. I'm not right often. Uh, but this one I'm holding on to. Reality TV done fucked us. Yeah. No, it is It is definitely well established um, on this show how much 
uh, <laughs> what your feelings are towards reality television. That is that is definitely as as, in the, the recorded the canon. Script out of TV, like that was the last straw. Mm-hmm. That was the last semblance of culture that we had to holding us together. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. And it, you know, the interesting thing I, I was reading, I don't know, maybe three, four months ago. And, and this was about Netflix in particular, cause they were talking about the, uh, the, the COVID shutdowns of everything, not only, movies and tv shows getting pushed back uh you know movies because people aren't and can't go to theaters but tv shows because you know everything that would usually come on in the in the fall for like sitcoms or dramas or things like that recording schedules all pushed out and all of that kind of stuff but the 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 interview with whoever this was from Netflix was talking about how they basically have their entire schedule ready to go into 2022. Well, but then they released shit like cuties. Well, right, right. Nobody said that, that all of their schedule was (laughs) quality. Right, but they they have a slate of programming because of how much of these shows and and made-for-Netflix movies that they've greenlit and all of that kind of stuff and have already pretty, you know, have finished filming and have been in post-production and just queued up and, and waiting for the time to drop. Now, I don't know if that is the same with, uh, you know, like Amazon and you know, some of the other streaming services. Uh, I mean, already Disney plus has been affected with all of the Marvel stuff. Um, You know, we're not getting any Falcon and winter soldier this year, even though that was supposed to come out. Right. So like all of that is getting affected and it will, the, the longer that this continues to go on, it will continue to affect more. Right. But take like Falcon and Winter Soldier as an example that has now picked up and resumed filming in the Czech Republic, right? Because you can't do filming here, but guess what? Other parts of the world, uh, have had it more under control. Uh, Europe is obviously now starting to go through some second wave stuff as well. But I mean, it's just, it's all a mess. It's all a mess. And I, I blame Florida. It's absolutely and Alabama and Mississippi and uh, don't forget Kentucky because, uh, you know, without Kentucky, we wouldn't have Mitch McConnell. So, yay. You know, but the thing the thing about Kentucky is right. It's like a it's a best two out of three type of scenario. Right. I mean. You've got, you've got, uh, you know, whiskey, you've got fried chicken, and then you've got Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like a best two out of three kind of thing, you know, like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I suppose. Um, I, I, yeah, that, that's, 
that that's kind of like split right down the middle there because uh you know if you're talking about something like Kentucky fried chicken which you know serves cheetos on top of their chicken sandwich i don't know if i can deal with that abomination all right that's fair i'm just i i don't know so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a 50-50 for me all right, all right. I can I can see that. I I thought you were going to say something about my alcoholism, but <laughs> no, 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 chicken, the, fine. No, the the whiskey is totally fine, totally. Fine. <laughs> so I don't happen to have any tonight, uh, but uh, should have said something. I got tons, mm, tons, mm. literally. No, I, I I guess I should have rephrased that. I don't have any down here with me tonight. I have some upstairs uh, in the cabinet because uh, it was actually a going away present from my my previous place of employment. But um, no, tonight I just uh, just brought the beer in with me. So mm-hmm. that's what you got to deal with. Is well, all right. <laughs> if you're gonna half-ass it with beer, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, you know, like at at this point, the only uh, television that's still being produced is like reality television, unless there's something out there with an extremely long post-production cycle. And like gives no fucks about, uh, you know, being released in a theater. Um, well, and that's a part of what I don't really get with the reality television because reality television, you have to bring a bunch of people together, um, and in 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 these COVID times, like. I mean, I guess with something like Big Brother, right, where you're sequestering these people, you know, you quarantine them ahead of time and then they're in they're in this house for however long, you know, something like that. Okay, I guess I can kind of get that right. But, uh, you know, a lot of these other ones. Uh, well, what other? I mean, you get Survivor. It's basically the same thing, except you're dumping a bunch of idiots on an island to whine about being hungry. Yeah, I, I suppose. Like, you know what they call that in the rest of the world? Fucking <laughs> life. Deal with it. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that that is true. And that, I mean, only in America could we take the impoverished reality of all of these third world nations around the globe and turn it into a fucking television game, right? Like th- there's no way had, had we been third world nations. I'm talking about Puerto Rico. Oh, well, sure. Sure. But I mean, at here, their in, president's a real asshole. Uh, he's a fucking douchebag. Uh, but but had we had America been wiped off of the face of the planet at at any point in history, you know, primarily let let's just say the Cold War, right? Cuban Missile Crisis happens. Uh, it, JFK is not able to talk his way out of it, and we just get annihilated, right? 
none of the reality TV that exists today would be around. It's all our fault. All of it. That's true. And that really fucking hurts. Although I think Big Brother was the British first, wasn't it? Mm. Could be. I don't know. But it, it you know. It, I mean, it, I'm, I'm comfortable letting them share some of the blame. Sure. Yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I mean, take a look at Boris totally Johnson, all right? Clearly, they're, they bear some blame here. Uh, Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll go with that. Uh, yeah. Um, reality TV. Just, uh, no. So on, on a, on a hopefully more positive note, um, and I guess it's, it's also kind of depressing because now it's over, uh, is the boys. I, I wanted to talk to you about that because we had briefly brought up um when when the new season was getting ready to drop we had briefly mentioned it and i said no no let's just let's hold off for a sec cuz uh we uh you know we have another season dropping let's let's do all that but amazon did something different this time around and they only released the first 3 episodes and then they did all of the rest of them on a week by week basis. Um, did you know that that was going to happen? That that was going to be the case this time around? Um, I didn't, but I, I'm also going to say I'm not that smart. So, like they may <laughs> have said that somewhere, and I just didn't pay attention. Uh -huh. <laughs> like that's just a very real possibility. Like, okay, <laughs> I could have been like, all right, boys is coming. I'm going back to work. You know. Uh, yeah, like, you know, and just not paid attention to to them saying that that was going to happen. Um, right. And in, I, well, in some ways, I wanted to murder them. Right. Because mm -hmm. I just wanted to binge watch it. Mm -hmm. um, but then in, in other ways, I was kind of glad that it prolonged it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I can it, I can definitely me, agree that it gave me a little bit of that sense of like the 90s when everyone would come home on on Friday, right? And and you would like there was that Friday night lineup of TV, yeah. right? TGIF. Yeah. Right. And, and, Gonna and watch Urkel, man. To, even even when that was over, right? That gave way to like friends and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um and 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 then that just disappeared. And there was no more glue holding us together as a society, right? Yeah, it disappeared um, right around the time that the apprentice came on the air if i remember correctly it's right around that time but so <laughs> so it gave me it gave me a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of that nostalgia like there was there was something to look forward to on a particular day right i mean well, and especially, especially covid like uh you know you don't leave the house like who gives yeah. a fuck what day it is i work every day of the week and weekend anyway like uh the day doesn't particularly matter unless i have to do a specific thing on a specific day and that was something to root me in the fact that like yeah. like okay, recording a podcast uh, maybe i don't 
What? <laughs> oh, you're saying that maybe, maybe you do this? Maybe you look forward I to said, it? I said something to look forward to. I mean, mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. There it is. All right. This is our last episode, folks. Here we go. <sighs> anyway. I, I do, I do got to say, and, and we can get into our analysis how, however you want in a second here. Um, but I do got to say, we, we did an episode not that long ago um, mm. where, where we talked about what superpower uh, we would want. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, if we could pick any superpower that we wanted. Oh, yeah. And, and I totally and if changed I remember mine. right, you uh, chose to be a giant vagina. Ah, uh, yeah, I sure did. Yep. Um, but I, I have to say that after watching The Boys, and, and especially this uh, second season, mm -hmm. um, it is the only thing that has made me change my mind about what I want my superpower to be. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh -huh. I have a strange feeling that you and I are both going to change to have the same superpower. <laughs> I would, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, let's give it up for Love Sausage. That is... Uh, <laughs> gotta cut, cut some shears in here or something. You know, the crowd rejoices. Uh... <laughs> Best superpower ever. <laughs> uh, uh, that, uh, yeah, I, mm, yep, okay, all right. Well, you, you got me there. You totally got me there. <laughs> I didn't, I, I should have known. I absolutely should have known that something that, Something like that was gonna come up, uh, but that that was yeah that that was that was pretty amazing. I'm I oh wow love sausage. That's so great. I mean, uh, it's it's a it's a prehensile penis. Mm -hmm. That's like like I think about all the girls with daddy issues that want to be choked. <laughs> oh man. Like, this power was just made for that. Uh -huh. it, it was made for, uh, you know, for Instagram thoughts. Wow. Wow. So I have a, I have a question for you. Okay. And, um... Yes, my okay. wife will tell me when she hears this episode. <laughs> um... Okay, so uh, <laughs> I was just looking up the uh, season two, episode six, which, by the way, uh, going forward throughout the rest of this episode, I, I know that you don't give a shit about calling out anything for anybody because they can eat a bag of dicks, but right. everything is going to be a, a spoiler from here on out. Um, so I, 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 will I just... don't look, this is like one of the few, like rare, good things that exist right now. And if you haven't like kept up with it, choke on it. 
<laughs> because you deserve to. Uh, so I'm looking at the season two, episode six uh, uh, listing, the cast listing here. Did because and this is because I honestly don't remember. Did they at some point mention the the name Love Sausage in the episode, or did you go and look up to see that that was the name? Because I did not remember that name specifically. Like, did did they so mention it, it in the show? I I don't remember them mentioning it in the show. Okay. Um, but I so I got it from the uh, credit scroll. Mm. Um, okay, okay, that makes sense. I so, but see, because you watch the credit scroll, like I. Well, it, let me, so let me back up here and and tell you okay. that my my wife has this ability to pause the TV at just the weirdest fucking times. <laughs> I mean, I've seriously okay. thought about starting up a subreddit just to showcase this ability. Like <laughs> she will pause the TV and you're like, what the fuck is going on there? Like, uh-huh. uh, it's just the weirdest shit ever. Right. Yeah. You um, need to, you need to have one of those where, where like you post it to the subreddit and then the whole purpose of the subreddit is for people to then like build memes or captions around it. Right. Right. And it would totally work. I, it's <laughs> insane stuff but yeah uh in this particular case right the the episode had finished and whatever and we were i can't even remember what we were doing but she had paused the tv and i looked over and i'm like love sausage love sausage oh shit all right Uh (laughs) uh-huh makes a lot of sense yep yep sure does yeah no uh and and that's that's the thing is like as soon as you mentioned that it because even though i i hadn't heard the term love sausage i knew exactly what you meant and you know they're they're in the fucking asylum or whatever the 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 place is right and man just giant giant dick around mm's neck like ah it was ah so good and as soon as it busted through you knew what it was too like I know, I know that everyone likes to look at this show and they like to compare it to, you know, politics and the failure of the American dream and everything that's going on and, you know, the representation of AOC and whatever. Uh, and all I care about is love sausage. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was a um, an uh, an interesting twist at the end, and I you know. I, wanted to chat with you a little bit about that but i you know i guess overall um and and we don't have to go through like a uh you know episode by episode or whatever but i i want to just kind of i wanted to get some of your opinions on like the difference between you know differences between season one and season two where they went with things but what i really wanted to start off with was this is it this has already been established in so many other places about so many other things that he has done over the years but how fucking good is Carl Urban like he is he is a 
just such a goddamn treasure just <laughs> all around and it is no exception in this series like even playing to the his, the soft side in season 2 of finding out that that the wife is still alive right but it, it he's just so fucking good i absolutely absolutely and i mean don't get me wrong right like season 1 I liked it. Like I was hooked in season one, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yep. as as I imagine most people were. I mean, it just it starts out with such a great premise out of the gate, right? Like, mm-hmm. just he's just standing there and just bam, blood everywhere, uh, and it sets the tone for what the whole thing is going to be, like mm-hmm. out of the gate. And it's it's so brilliant, it's so great. But season one is a bit of a slow start. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's even getting, giving that they shove C4 up at the invisible man's ass <laughs> and blow him up. Right. I yeah. mean, but it's, it's, it's a slow build, right. And it's, it's all establishment. Um, and, and I get that it's very important, but in season two, they really like took off with that. Right. Um, right. like, like to an insane degree. I mean, you've got the, the shapeshifter guy pretending to be the dead lady for, uh, so that, uh, Captain America, or, uh, sorry, Superman can bone her, you know, <laughs> uh, like, uh, uh-huh. like there's, there's so much, uh, going on. Um, and it's just, it's like off to the races right away. And, yeah. and you go through and, and you end with just, what what I think is exactly the treatment you should give a Nazi. <laughs> just uh-huh. you know, exactly the, the three chicks just yep. beating the hell out of her. Yeah, uh, and and I loved every minute of it. Yep, yep. Um, and it, it definitely you know, kicked it up a notch for season two and. Whether it was the promos or the taglines, you know, that it's, you know, bloodier and gorier than ever and all of that kind of stuff, whatever. Like, yeah, it absolutely is. One of the things that I was so impressed with in in season two, be, because of the way that season one ended, right? So, Translucent is dead uh Madeline Stillwell's dead right and and you know that there is going to be this um this ushering in of new characters right and yeah it you you can have it in in movies with you know you can have the sequel problem within movies but you can also have you know, the same thing within a new season of a television show as well, where you can just get, you can get too bogged down in, uh, you know, oh, well, here we've got all of our established characters, right? But we're going to concentrate on all of this backstory for these other ones, right? And, you know, <clears throat> you you get into episode one, 
And Stormfront just comes walking in, and she's got her phone, and, you know, she's the TikTok queen and whatever it is, right? She's like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And her entire, like, backstory and revealing runs the course of the season, right? They're they're able to do it in a way of where you're still concentrating on everything else that's going on. And, and instead of going at the same pace or, you know, missing a beat because, oh, now you're bogged down in these other things because we have to get up to speed with these other characters. It's like, no, we're going to accelerate the pace here, right? Like you already know what's going on with all these heroes and with the boys, Right. So we're going to continue their actions, but then we're also just we're just going to drop a couple new things in here. Right. But we're going to keep it moving. And it it was just very well executed in that transition into season two. Oh, I think they did an amazing job of of not only continuing pacing, but but a, accelerating pacing without losing um without losing the feeling that things are so grounded and, and, uh, important, you know? Right. Right. Yep. There, there wasn't that sort of hand wavy, uh, you know, thing that's, that's done so often in, in superhero shows. Right. Right. Um, you know, I mean, that was one of my biggest things. Like I was a, I was a huge fan of agents of shield when it first started out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved the show. Uh, it was so good. Um, but then they, they like, cause it was interesting the way that they were tying it into the movies and like, there was this opportunity for the cinema universe and the movie and the TV universe to all kind of come together. Um, and, and it was, it was like this really interesting concept. Um, and then they just started getting really hand wavy with it. And, mm-hmm. and then I kind of, you know, and then all of a sudden they're like in the future on some alien ship, like, you know, and then there's like eight Patton Oswalt's running around. Um, <laughs> I love Patton Oswalt. I do, but eight of them might be a bit much, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was just like, okay, you know, but in this, I think they've done a really good job of, of keeping it grounded, uh, in 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 the sense that you know yes there there are these people obviously with these fantastical abilities but they're focusing on the repercussions of what they do right and and like the dynamic of like how they grew up and what their psyche is and and how their interpersonal relationships work or or don't work right um, is, is very interesting. And then every once and again, uh, someone explodes a bunch of heads in a courtroom, uh, you know, and butcher shows up to say diabolical. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Cause all he really has to do is just ha- it, like, he just needs to say one thing, one word in his accent. And that's all you need. That's all he doesn't even have to say anything. All he has to do is sip tea menacingly. Uh huh. (laughs) And and that's enough right there. Yep. 
Yep. Just you're like, just, all right, fuck it. I'll go against the biggest evilest corporation, and I will go testify uh, to all of their misdeeds because you looked at me like that and sipped some tea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously like that, that. Talk about a superpower. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that, it's not it's not quite love sausage, but it's right. it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. No, it, just the, the to go back and rewatch that. I I don't know whatever it was ten fifteen seconds right where where he's grabbing he he's grabbing the cup of tea, and and he's looking at the daughter, right to lift you know grab the cup of tea with like the smile and the 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 thank you look on his face and the turn and the sip and and just the facial change you know I'll I'll say it again Carl Urban is the fucking best he's so goddamn good and he just he like I I I would definitely still enjoy this show if somebody else was was cast as butcher but i would not i guarantee you i would not enjoy it as much as i do just simply because of that fact he is so good he's so good oh, I, I think that casting was brilliant oh um, yeah and anthony Starr playing homelander like he he just takes that that two-faced um just you know, put on the happy face and I am, you know, I am the Superman equivalent. And then on a dime, just, you know, lasering, lasering the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Oh God. The no, for real, the casting in this is just, uh, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I, the, the lady who plays starlight, I don't think, could do a better job of being that, uh, you know, Midwestern, uh, you know, stereotype, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Bible camp girl. Um, It's uh, phenomenal. Um, You know, I I love Frenchie. I love (laughs) Kimiko. Kimiko is... Oh, God, the two of them... And 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 right? that their, their interactions. Oh. oh, well, absolutely. But and but they're the the story arc that that was built up and and played itself through season two would would not have been at all effective without the foundation laid in season one, right? And and season right. one wasn't as fast paced crazy right but but that was that was laid out there and and left at the end of season one to and season where... one didn't have to be as fast paced crazy i mean all, no, it didn't. really all they had to do was shove a bunch of c4 up the invisible man's ass mm-hmm. and i was hooked like mm-hmm. i was like all right this is a show i want to watch yep yep absolutely and yeah it, i mean it was it <laughs> As, as soon as that, uh, as soon as that trigger was pulled, right? As soon as Huey pulled the trigger and he's just standing there with the blood and guts on his face, right? It, because it was like, 
okay, is is this going to go there? Are they actually going to, you know, go through with with killing him or it is Homelander going to find him in time, right? Because he was searching for him at that point. Um and and they had even led left all the clues like I I don't remember I don't remember exactly, but there was like either a spot where they didn't fill it in with the foil or or he had gotten out or something i don't remember when he short-circuited like the thing or the paint or the, the yeah the tape or yeah, yeah so it was it was kind of like leading to uh, okay so it is this gonna go to the route of where oh well he's gonna be fine and he'll be back with the you know translucent will be back with the seven whatever so you didn't really know uh where it was gonna go but then you know as soon as you know, he he finally gets out, and then Huey actually pulls the trigger, and you're like, okay, this is fucking awesome, because it is going to be this kind of show, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it is actually going to, to have some stakes, probably, you know, not with the boys, right? Like, obviously, they're going to make it through, and had any one of them bit the dust throughout the season, I would have been fucking livid i would have been so pissed because i love all of them right like mm is probably like you know he's he's the the muscle of the group right like you know he's there to to look tough and throw the punches and you know and and have a dick wrapped around his neck but um but really i mean let's face it if you were gonna wrap your dick around one of their necks I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely got to be, uh, definitely got to be MM. But the 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 only, uh, the the only thing about um, season two was that I that I would have to say is there was there was no Simon Pegg this time around, and that there was that's, no Simon Pegg. That's kind of a downer, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I know that they were, you know, supposed to be off in protection and stuff like that, but, um, but they got really weird with like, okay, so let's back to season one for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. You have that whole storyline with the deep, you know, right. uh, Aquaman's Which... a perv, right? Yeah, uh, and, and, then, it, uh... and then he gets kicked out, and he gets sent to fucking Ohio or whatever, um, and you know he's guarding a water park or whatever the fuck he's doing out there, mm-hmm. and like that chick comes in and just like starts jamming her hands in his gills, right? They they, they just oh, got freaky yeah. with it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like just like oh my god, like and and like I know in my head this is like CG, but that's like. It's so uncomfortable to watch that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. uh, You know, and then so then you go through the whole thing in season two and and then you become, you know, he gets in with the church and all of that. Um, And and I have to say that for me, right, in terms of, of who won season two. Yeah, I think the deep won season two. Um, because really? he got to turn around and say, fuck Fresca. <laughs> and that is the best line so far in the show. 
as uh-huh. far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, look, I, I love <laughs> watching Nazi bitches get kicked in the head, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I was totally down for that. Uh, but fuck Fresca. That was the line. Like, yep. that's the winner right there. Um, so, not not okay. holding or pounding off saying, I can do what I want. <laughs> I do whatever uh, I want. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a weird. Phenomenal. Oh, it, it was amazing. It, uh, it, that, it was, it was weird. It was just weird. I, yeah. Uh, uh, I I really did enjoy all of the, the 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 parallels to the the Church of Scientology, um, because there were a couple of good things when when he when he finally went off at the end there before he said the the fuck Fresca where you know he was like, I didn't laugh when when you when you told us that we were all made out of you know cosmic atoms or whatever it was like I mean there there were right. just a couple of those different things where as he was going off it because he's, he's had this face throughout the, the latter half of the the season of like, I'm going to go along with it. I'm going to do whatever you say so that I can get back into the seven, like, you know, and he is just doing what he could. And then finally to that breaking point, (laughs) fuck Fresca. Like, yeah. It was, it was really Well, good. and I mean, I don't, you know, I, for, for as good as I think the writing in the show is, mm-hmm. and, and I don't get me wrong. I, I do think it's good. Um, but it, it also seems like they've set this up to be a pretty transparent, like, you know, at this point, right, you've got Starlight and Maeve on the same side, uh, against Homelander, Right. Um, you've got the deep lined up, uh, to, you know, now to be against Homelander, like, like it's pretty obvious that at some point there's going to be a showdown between all of them and Homelander. Yeah. But I mean, I've got to think about it at this point, how many are even left, right? Because, uh, I mean, I guess you've got a train, but you know, he can't run anymore. Uh, and it's iffy which side he'd land on anyway. Um, right. You know, you've got Black Noir who's, uh, you know, in a, in a fucking peanut coma. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. They let, they let that a... kind of just up in the air at the end of the season. That was one of those that was like, it, it, you know, it, well, in, in kind of the same way that they left a train at the beginning of season one, right? Because mm-hmm. he had his heart attack and, you know, Starlight, you know, was like, get out of here to those guys. And he ends up in his, you know, V induced heart attack coma. And so it's like, you could have ended up with that one, you know, with that going either way. And it's the same way. But now I think it, I think it actually was, was kind of brilliant in, in the way that they did that because they set it up to be like, okay, uh, you know, Maeve, uh, you know, she broke and, and, you know, she tried to kill him with an almond joy. Uh Um, (laughs) and, and then you find out in the next episode that he's not dead. He's just in a coma. Right. Right. So now you've built this tension of, 
well, if he comes out of that coma, is he going to identify Maeve and is he going to ruin everything? And then, right. like, by the end, like, she just snaps anyway and kicks the shit out of his Nazi girlfriend, which exactly. was amazing. Yep. But, uh, you know, they, they built that tension and, and I don't think it was... I like like it was very purposeful that they did it and that they broke it in the way that they did, you know. Yeah, is which they kind of did the, I mean, it, it was almost identical to the the end of the first season with between Starlight and A Train, right? Because again, at the beginning of season two, he's in the coma, you know, he wakes up and then you you can just see that palpable like fear on starlight's face when she hears the news that a train's woken up. Right. Like, Oh, Oh, he did. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. That that's great. Right. And, and then they have their little showdown, right. Where she finally grows a pair and is like, fine, you go do that. I will release all your dirty secrets. Right. And, and they basically have their showdown of like, you know, you're not going to go tell anybody about this because I'm not going to tell anybody about that, right? And she starts to take that step up. You know, the the season was really all about her elevation to grow out of those those Midwestern roots and the, the niceties and the illusion that all of these superheroes are there to actually save people and be good guys. Right. When really all, they don't give a shit about anybody, but, but themselves. Right. So also they drove a speedboat into a whale. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And into, I, I was, I was only slightly disappointed that, it didn't go all the way through the whale until we got the payoff scene afterwards where they all have to extract themselves. And Huey's just in there like, nope, nope, you guys go. I, I'm just I, done. I'm done. But you know what? Here, Here's the <laughs> thing about that. Okay. So, so we've talked about the greatest moment already, right? The fuck Fresca scene. Um, <laughs> followed followed only slightly behind by, uh, you know, the three girls kicking the shit out of the Nazi. Yep, yep. Which um, I still want to come back to, but yeah, yeah. Let's... But, but let's talk about the worst wasted opportunity and the fact that they're sitting there inside this whale. Uh-huh. And no one makes a goddamn Tauntaun joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's because Simon Pegg wasn't there. That's why. Like, I, you know, where the fuck is Kevin Smith when we need him? <laughs> Either one of them would have looked at that script and gone, "Hey, what the fuck? You're missing an easy opportunity here. What, right? What's going on?" Ah, <laughs> uh, I totally agree. Yep, absolutely. I, yeah, I get that. Uh. Real quick though, just just to go back to the 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 Queen Maeve noir scene, right? Okay. Uh, I I might have to rewatch this or or that part because I I only watched uh, each episode of season two once. I I haven't 
gone back on any multiple viewings. But if I remember correctly, he's got, Noir's got Starlight down. He's trying to choke her out. And Maeve comes up behind with the Almond Joy, right? And then he starts going into shock. I don't, I don't know if he actually knows who did it. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't remember him like looking up and, you know, he doesn't talk. So it's not like Maeve, why? Like, you know, him crying out as he's going into shock, whatever. So I, I, I get what you're saying too, about like, what's, what's going to happen when he wakes up, whatever. But I, I don't even know if he would have known. Now there could also be some other angle where like, Oh, there's the security camera footage or like, you know, whatever it is. Like, that's one of the things that in all of this, like sneaking around and, well, you know, who puts a security camera in a building full of superheroes? Well, and, and maybe that's the excuse, right? But like, <laughs> I don't know. Does that building not have any sort of security whatsoever? Right when 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 Huey and Lamplighter go in through that grate on the side of the building, right? Like oh, they made oh, and then he's like oh, we're either either my fingerprints are gonna be in the system or we're gonna have about a hundred security guards on us in about ten seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was just it was one of the most like hand wavy moments of like oh no, of course they didn't take yeah. his prints out of the system. Like whatever, like you know. <laughs> But then for for him to you know, as as soon as he was like, They they took my statue down, oh, I, I wanted to do it in front of my statue, and I'm like, Oh god, he's gonna fucking kill himself right here. Like I I, I, didn't... I was expecting him to pull it out and jerk one, so <laughs> right. but then I got I got that with uh Superman later, so Exactly, exactly. See so you you still got your moment, right? It just mm-hmm. wasn't at the time that you expected it was gonna happen. Well so anyway you know, see, I think I think that they <laughs> I think that that what they did there with, with that whole Queen Maeve Black Noir thing mm-hmm. was was so brilliant in that they they set your expectation up for this to be you know your your sort of a a very typical uh comic storyline right that like she was gonna go back to to still being uh in the seven and you know black noir was gonna be dead and and then it was like okay uh there's now, you know, you bring that tension in with, is he going to identify her when he comes out of the coma? What's going to happen? And then they completely subvert that expectation uh, just by having her come out and kick the shit out of a Nazi bitch, you know, uh, <laughs> which right. is the best possible thing they could have done. Um, and and I loved every single second of it i was like cheering at it the tv was. and my wife is like getting a little too into this now oh no no uh, no there is there is no getting too much into that and and i do i i want that that's the part because honestly as good as fuck fresca is that was honestly the highlight of all 16 episodes thus far for me and just just 
to piggyback real quick off of what you were saying, I, I think a part of what made that so good was that you kind of expected it to happen at some point, right? So you you had the season one debacle of of um, Homelander and Maeve on the airplane, right? And the airplane going down. And all of that was, you know, just, it was, it was gut-wrenching enough to, to watch that whole thing go down, right? But then after that, to have Maeve not really be able to say anything, and then it it was just left unresolved after the first season, right? Like there wasn't really anything that she could do, right? And so then she finally starts getting this motivation, right? And she enlists the deep's help. He goes, he he gets some of his friends to go down. They find or they didn't find the black box, right? But they found a camcorder and oh, not sure if it's going to work, whatever, that kind of stuff. She ends up getting it to work. And uh, uh, what Elena, was it Elena? Is that her name? The girlfriend? Um, anyway, um, she finds it in the drawer, right? And she's so pissed. And then there's all this rockiness between the two of them. And and she's going to leave. She can't take it anymore. Right. <clears throat> so what it does is is it leads up to this like. There's the confrontation in, in the headquarters. Right. And she takes down Black Noir. And Starlight says to her directly, like, come with me. And she looks right back and she's like, no, I can't. Like, get out of here, right? So she saves Starlight's ass, but then she won't do it. She won't leave. She won't come with, right? She's too afraid of Homelander. And then Starlight and Huey go to her apartment, right? And you're like, you're thinking at that point, like, Okay, she's lost her girlfriend and she you know, she's still got the tape. She's in this this moment of where like definitely like she's got to come help now, right? And does she come help? No. She doesn't come help. And so like they kept they kept going through this like struggle with her of wanting to be helpful and or or at the very least blackmail homelander so that you know he'd leave her the fuck alone and she won't do it she won't do it and so finally you get the showdown between stormfront and um starlight right and Kamiko is essentially out of it at this point, you know, because 
she had her neck broken, right? Which we all knew at that point. Like, yeah, she's not really dead, but, you know, right. of course, Stormfront doesn't know it. And so, you know, it's it's the battle between the two of them. And, you know, Starlight still can't hold her own. So she's getting her ass kicked. And then all of a sudden, her voice comes in. The like the music kicks in with like the electric guitar and the the music and like all of that and like I immediately like jumped up and I was like, oh fuck yes here we go like it is about goddamn time like this is what we were waiting for all season and it it all ju- like even through the acceleration of everything else like everything really led up to that moment and that fucking stupid ass Nazi just getting her ass destroyed. Like not even beat, like just destroyed. And and, and I've got to so say, um, and, and forgive me because I, I don't know actors and actresses, um, uh, you know, unless they're Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Um, but <laughs> Whoever it was that that played Stormfront did an amazing job, like Mm -hmm. from the very beginning, of Mm -hmm. being exactly the kind of slimy douchebag that I just could not stand. Mm -hmm. Like she was so phenomenal at at playing that role. Um, And then, you know, coming out with the Nazi and, and you get set on this trajectory, right, where it's like, okay, at this point, it's pretty obvious that like she's she's going to uh you know course storm or homelander over to the dark side right because he's like at this point he's all just about himself you know oh yeah uh, and and she's going to give him some greater purpose in being a, a nazi right right um and and i think that's still going to happen i mean they left her at you know hey she's all fucked up but she's like in a facility somewhere right Um, where he could still go and retrieve her and this can still happen. And it makes sense, you know, so we ended with him pounding off on top of the Chrysler building. Um, (laughs) Uh You know, it it makes sense that 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 will still go on. Um, So they didn't completely subvert your expectation there, Um, but they did just a little bit uh, in in an interesting way, right? Um, I am disappointed, though, uh, just a little bit. That, you know, you have this wonderful scene of Starlight and Wonder Woman and uh, Kimiko just kicking the shit out of a Nazi. And then instead of just letting them brutally curb stomp her to death, uh, she flies away and they they just get the assist. Right. And uh, Homelander Jr. gets gets the KO. Yeah, I. Like, I was a little disappointed by that. Like, because it was a little too, like, yeah, of course, right? I mean, they built up him being angry and the laser eye thing, like, earlier. So it's like, okay, this is going to happen, right? Like, at some point, that's going to happen. And whether it's him frying his dad or frying her or whatever, right, it's going to come into play and be super important at some point. Um, Right. But I would have almost rather just watched them, like like take away the entire rest of, of everything that happens in that episode. Right. 
and just replace it with more of them kicking the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would absolutely, I would absolutely agree with it. It, it's, yeah, again, from a, from a show running aspect, it's, it's really hard to know because, you know, I, I don't know what, if anything, they have planned out for this. If, if it's supposed to continue going for a while, like what I've heard is there's at least supposed to be a season three, right? But, you know, do they have plans like, um, well, I mean, as, like as the, far the as Duffer... I know, I haven't looked into it much, but as far as I know, there's plenty of comic material for them to draw from. Well, there sure is, but whether or not they're going to go, you know, because again, when, when you're running through a, you know, a TV show, you're dealing with actors and contracts and, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff where it it's... In, yeah, ideally, you could just keep everything going indefinitely. But uh, in reality, w- with coordinating all of this stuff, it, it gets a lot more difficult. And I don't know with Amazon if any of these guys, if they if they sign contracts in the way that a traditional TV series would do. I don't you know, see Amazon would be stupid to let this die in oh i agree like this is a show that i haven't been this excited for a superhero show since you know jessica jones or or uh, you know the first season of daredevil you know yeah um like i'm i'm on board like make make 10 seasons of it like you know yeah no i it's it's but it's it's one of those things that I I just don't know enough about streaming to uh, or like <laughs> I'm not a you know I'm not a I'm not a contract lawyer for the entertainment business so I don't know you know I mean traditionally the way that most television shows you know dramas or sitcoms would work would be you know you would get an order of a show if it passed you know the certain amount of muster whether it was like the first half season or, or through a season, you know, then it could be renewed for a full contract, which typically in, you know, in the last 20 plus years, it, it was always like six seasons, right? That's where you'd usually end up by the time that something came to a season seven, eight, nine, whatever, you know, look at friends, right? We were talking about that earlier where all of a sudden, or, you know, uh, big bang theory was probably the last one of the the really big network sitcoms right where they had to pay the actors so much to keep that show running because you get past that that initial term of the contract but the and maybe again maybe amazon's different but the way that i've heard with netflix is like Everything is on a season by season basis. And if you don't meet whatever they decide the metrics are, you might not get renewed because they're just not going to commit to it. Like even if you leave yourself on a cliffhanger and you have a very devoted, you know, cult based 
you know, fan base. Or, or like, destroy every metric that possibly ever could be. Um, but the property is owned by Disney. You're fucked too. So yeah, yeah. There's yeah, exactly. There's that too. So sorry, uh, I'm salty. No, I, it, I, I take I, all of. It, but I hear you, Jessica Jones. Like after season one with David Tennant and that amazing Kilgrave, like like I was hooked. I mean, yep. don't get me wrong. I loved Daredevil, um, Iron Fist, not so much. You know. But like there, there was a lot of good in that, right? Um, and and even even defenders, um, I I enjoyed. I loved me some Luke Cage. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll even give it to the Punisher. Uh, you know, uh, was was great. But man, getting rid of Jessica Jones, that just like that stings. That still yeah. stings. Yeah. Well, and it's. I mean, again, that's that's the that's just the 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 place that we're in right now, um, and and that's what it it's a part of what makes me nervous for this is the whole. Um, you know the the uncertainty of you know the the way that season two ended it it could go pretty much anywhere as of right now right like they're the well and we we haven't even touched yet on AOC mm. no um, we haven't I mean, but 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 real that, quick, like the, that was another disappointment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in, in in that, um, you know, season one left you with such a cliffhanger of them, you know, being in Stillwell's house, and. Um, you know, Butcher's gonna pull the trigger anyway. He he doesn't give a fuck, right? And then the explosion happens, right? And he wakes up. Oh, guess what? Wife is still alive. Oh, there's a son. Like you know, like, and you're left on this like, what the fuck, right? And at the end of season two, everyone's walking away, essentially, right? Right. And and the only real cliffhanger, if if you will, is the fact that Huey is now going to work for the AOC clone. Um yeah. and I don't even remember I'm trying to remember what her I can't remember name her was. name. Um, head popping bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, head popping bitch, right? And and that is you know that's the the big reveal, which I I don't want to say is a letdown, right? But uh, no, him him going to work for her wasn't a letdown. But there was, yeah, you know, there there was that courtroom scene, right? And then and then right after that, 
there was all the speculation of what the fuck's going on. Was it the was it the chick from the sanitarium that's like popping right. people? Right? Was it was right. it someone did did Vought hire someone to to kill you know all these people? Um, well, and that's know, the thing. It's that, like that... packing his head to find out if he's got like a device implanted in there that's going to blow his head up. You know? Yeah. Um, but that but and, that's another one of my questions though is the chick from the sanitarium was that actually her blowing up the heads right like do they have the exact same power or was she just like a wolverine type impervious to damage and so she was taking the 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 damage but the aoc chick was was actually doing the head popping right like they sure. never really explain that. It's true. But, but if, like, if you watch, and, and I think well, kudos to, to the writers and the attention to detail in this, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and, okay, so we'll start with, with the first head popping, which my wife pointed out to me, which I didn't even think about, right? Um, okay. You know, they're, they're at that van, and we were first introduced to her, and then dude's head explodes out of nowhere, and everyone freaks out and runs, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Um, and I didn't even think about that, because I was, like, so stunned by the courtroom. It was like a, I, it was it was almost a Red Wedding uh, level event, right? Yeah, um, yeah. In terms of just, like, holy shit, what's happening here? Like, everyone's head's exploding, and Homelander's looking mm-hmm. around like, what the fuck, who do I kill, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if you watch, like, in, in throughout that entire scene, you've got her, like, looking right at the person whose head explodes. And then really? the head stop exploding when someone gets in the way or she's, like, pulled away so that she can't, uh, like, see them or interact with them. Like, it, it yeah. stops. And the then she's, like, over against the wall and then it resumes again, you know. Um, so like kudos to them for, for putting in that continuity. Right. Um, but it was to me, I I think it was, it was fairly obvious that, that they were going to make that turn. Um, you know, and, and for, for all that everyone talks about it being, you know, uh, a parallel to our current political structure and, and our, our current situation, right? Um, it absolutely made sense that that they would do that um, and and turn AOC into this person, whether whether or not she's meant to be a good guy or bad guy at this point, right? We we don't clearly understand her motivations yet, right? Um, but it makes sense that they would try to put something on both sides of the conflict. Um, but it just seemed so incredibly obvious that they were going to make her uh, the center of that side of the conflict, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can't, I can't say that I, <laughs> that I saw her at all being the head popper uh, up until the very end of the last episode like like as it was being revealed i was like oh okay now it makes sense what went down at the hearing right but but up until that point i i didn't 
I I will admit that I that I definitely did have I I had my suspicions um with her with her on that side like like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop if you will um mm-hmm. I I didn't at all anticipate that 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 was going to be it you know I I thought that maybe she had somebody working with her right or or that uh you know somehow she or like when when the phone call between her and um creepy Scientology church guy uh started happening right like I thought my my immediate thought was he was employing the services of the chick with the shaved head right okay and somehow so that the chick with the shaved head was involved in the all the, you know the massacre that happened at the hearing right but the but the AOC chick was the one behind it all right uh which, which sorry by the way I did look it up what was her name where is it? I just lost it Victoria Newman so uh congresswoman Newman or senator Newman I don't remember if she's a congress or senator but either way Victoria Newman um and um so so that's where that's where my head went immediately like as the episode was ending and you know she's walking down the street and she gets that phone call whatever I'm like okay so there were due suspicions here right like yeah she was behind it she was working with the church guy and they that you know they found the 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 chick with the buzzed haircut after she had left the sanitarium and they were employing her services. And then all of a sudden, boom, his head explodes. Now he's dead. And Oh, it was her. Right. So like that part was, I, I did not see the fact that she was the soup and had the powers coming like that. That got me. See, Um, I think for, for me, um, the, the reason, right, that, that I, that I suspected that and that, that it, it was almost a letdown for me is that up unto the point of, of her being revealed, right? There is a very clear delineation. There is a right side and a wrong side, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's Congresswoman Newman's side and there's Nazis, right? Yeah. Um, yep. but to me, it almost feels like they pussied out in in playing this both sides thing, right? Yeah. And and I I kind of felt like there's no way that we would get away with something uh, in in a modern show where you could be as black and white as America versus Nazis, right? Like yeah. somewhere in there, they're going to find a way to take something that should be that black and white and, and try to muddle it into some gray area. Right. And, and I hope I'm wrong. I I hope that season three comes out and that we find out that like she is employed by Vought or something, right. That, that, and, and we can continue that on. Um, because it, to me, it was refreshing to see 
that just that clear delineation of like you are a Nazi and being a Nazi is wrong. Yeah. Like it was just like it was just put out there so plainly. Uh and and there's no ambiguity about it at all. Right? right. Um and then they go and introduce ambiguity to it. And uh-huh. I like to me I I think that like I expected that, right, from from a more modern show. Um and and I think that my expectations would have been completely subverted had that not been the case. Um yeah. you know, so what do you do, right? I mean, we still don't know our motives. We don't know exactly what's going on. So there's there's room for that to be up for interpretation. Um, and I'm just hoping that season three will come with more clarity uh, of of them really taking a stand and saying, no, this is fucking wrong. Like there there is a wrong side, you know? Right. Yep. yep. Like there can be all this gray area with the superheroes and whatever, but like... Nazi, not a Nazi. There's, there's one of those is objectively better than the other. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I hear you there, and and it's, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting way to to lay it out because I. I definitely know what you're saying. I don't. I don't know if I would have been able to sum it up as as clearly with with the the superhero dynamic. It it definitely always felt that way. Um. Up until. Uh, up until that point, as as we were kind of saying, the the one place where it didn't, and and we haven't been able to talk about him at all yet, but real quick, just like because again, I've been I've been gushing this entire time about how fucking great Carl Urban is, but I haven't been able to give any props at all. Uh, to Giancarlo Esposito playing like at, because after Stillwell got killed at the end of season one is like, okay, so what's going to happen with Vaught? Like all of that kind of stuff. Right. And he comes in as Stan Edgar and him just playing his, you know, cool character. I'm in front of everybody, right? But like, he was probably like, it, like, not, not Giancarlo, because like he's <laughs> he's an amazing fucking actor, and I love him. But like the the character that he's playing, right? Because him and Butcher are up in that restaurant, right? And Butcher comes straight out with it. Like, she's a fucking Nazi, right? Like, and you of all people. And he's like, it is what it is, man. It's business. It's about returning profit for the shareholders, right? Like, like, because he even admits in that moment, like, of course, I don't, uh, I don't 
agree with any of her philosophies, but I'm still going to do it. And it it's it's like that was one of those moments where that that uh illusion or hope of these walls of black and white like kind of broke down, right? See, I think um not not to derail this entirely. Mm-hmm. Um and not to not give credit where credit's due. But I have to say I'm not sure that that I can agree with your assessment of him. Um I think that he is a very typecast actor. I okay. I have okay. never seen him act beyond, you know, the El Pollo Loco guy in uh, Breaking Bad, right? I mean, and okay. I'm not saying that he's not great at being that character because he is. He is absolutely embodies that character, sure. but he's the kind of actor that you write a role because you want him to be that, right? Um, okay. Because you know that he is the guy that can fill that role. He's the same person in Breaking Bad as he is in this, as he is in uh, the Baby Yoda show. Yeah. <laughs> there, and, uh-huh. and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? There's like, there's a place for that, right? I mean, Ryan Reynolds is the same person in every dumbass movie he's made as he is in Deadpool as he was in Green Lantern, although he arguably was a lot better in Deadpool than Green Lantern. So there's some growth, but, uh-huh. um, and, Character and improved Yay. in CG, right? right? Um, but what, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, right? There, there are people right. who play a certain role very well and, and they get cast to yeah. that role time and time again, right? I no, um, I, I I hear that, and I, I will I will definitely agree to it to a to a certain point. Like um, I will watch Big Yoda Show season two, uh, <laughs> and I will enjoy him in it. Uh, right, but and, that does, and it I still think doesn't... he does a phenomenal job. Yeah, um, but you're not watching that because of him. You're watching that because of Baby Yoda. Right. Right. I hear you. Well, I hear uh, you. Yeah. And again, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not watching the boys for him either. Right. Right. But again, the role that he fills throughout this in in a way. Right, I, I can't like, argue that. In a in in the same way that uh, you know other people fill their roles throughout this, right? Like the the um the lady that plays uh the the boy's handler uh the 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 blonde woman who is always um you know, she was the one who was so reluctant in the first season, and then she kind of stepped in to help them. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, again, 
right? Like the role that she plays in this, in in that reluctant, um, uh, Grace Mallory. That's who it was, Mallory, right? So, like, is is she like one of the most absolute standout actresses of all time? No, right? Um, or even the guy who played Alistair, the the head of the church, right? I'm just I'm looking at the the cast list now, right? But like, okay. the the casting of this show that I guess that was what I really wanted to go back to, um, is that the the casting of the show is just it's so good. So I'm oh, sorry, I didn't good. mean to take. I it. love it. Yeah. No, no, I I love the casting in this show. I I think they did an amazing job. Um, I just, I, I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine him playing anything other than the role he's playing. Like, like imagine him, imagining him playing someone, uh, goofy or, or, uh, you know, a, a slapsticky character is like trying to imagine replacing him in any of the roles he's been in with Matt LeBlanc. I just, I can't imagine it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I that get... said phenomenal, uh, you know, uh, amazing performance, um, and, and perfect casting. No, yeah. no question there. And, uh, I, I guess a little bit surprising to me that at at the end of season two, he is still standing. You know, with as with as many know, people as they that killed off. I don't know that that's surprising to me because I think he is. You you don't get that high in a company that was founded by. I mean, arguably, what's the parallel here? Warner Von Braun, you know? Sure. Uh, you, but you, you don't get that high uh, in a company that was founded by a Nazi uh, <laughs> without, you know, w- without burying a couple bodies yourself, you know? Right, and yeah, um, having having some safeguards in place or, you know, contingency plans. And and we and I'm, don't. Know I'm yet. not. He may pull out some kind of power later. You know. That's that is very true. Yeah. He could he could uh, go in his office and go into a vault and pull out the dark saber. Yeah. That's a possibility. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. We have no idea. Uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about like ultimate crossovers of all time, right? Like <laughs> you, you Which dive goes all it. the way around to Patton Oswalt again, and and his <laughs> amazing uh, X Men Star Wars crossover. Right, right. So no, then, I'm, so I'm... then we get this. We get the boys mixed with MCU uh-huh. mixed with. Uh, Baby Yoda show. We're just full circle here, right? Right. That's like I'm imagining in in season three, right? Um, 
some some heads start exploding and then um you know we 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 now know that it's it's the congresswoman she's she's exploding heads all of a sudden she gets like lifted up off the ground and thrown against a wall and you know you swing across to the other side and here's baby yoda with his eyes closed right and mando comes in and he just starts pew 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 pew, pew, pew like taking everybody out um yeah there's some real potential here i like this but I'm still I'm convinced that in the end the hero is love sausage. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Fuck Fresca. <laughs> <laughs>